Twinema. 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 Cinema. Twinema. Cinema. Hey, gang, just like all the Fast and Furious movies, there's spoilers in this episode. Hello and welcome to Twinema Cinema. We're here, as always, with myself, Max, and, of course, my uh, very handsome, identical twin brother, Joey. Yes, that's me. And once again, we are talking about films that just so happened to have the same plot and came out at the exact same time. Joey, do you smell that? No. It smells vaguely like candy hearts and desperation, so you know what that means. Valentine's Day is near. Ah, yes. With that, I figured it would be appropriate if we attack uh, one of the more recent cinema pairings um, to come out. Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. Romantic comedies, y'all, that involve uh, less than uh, standard relationship goals. Uh, More of the intimate variety involving just, uh, you know, hooking up. Just just banging it out. Just banging it out, although we can't get too explicit as this is going to be a, uh, you know, relatively PG uh, podcast. Uh, True, we want to stay advertiser friendly, you know, in case someone wants to give us some money. Um, I actually haven't seen either of these films, and since I'm a big fan of romantic comedies, that legitimately surprises me. And I'm kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum, as I don't really care for romantic comedies, but I have seen both of these. (laughs) All right. And uh, it's always kind of interesting with these, because they both have very attractive people in them, Um, but um, a lot of the time you can't even tell who's in these, as they are generically handsome. Like, uh, could you tell me who's actually in these movies, and which pairs are they? Maybe. Um, Also, no. (laughs) Um, I I know that uh, Ashton Kutcher is in one, and that, uh, uh, oh my god, I think Justin Timberlake is in one, and I think Ashton Kutcher's wife, whose name is eluding me right now, uh, oh my god, I know her, I can see her face, nope. Her name's gone. It's completely gone. What's her name? If I was to say Jackie, would that say anything? That, it doesn't help me. I know that I know that it's her. <laughs> um, we're going to just call her Leave Schreiber for now. <laughs> Leave Schreiber. Okay, and uh, who's, uh, who, uh, who's the other Leave Schreiber? I'm just going to go with Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. If I was to tell you that one is Mila Kunis. That's it. That's Leave Schreiber. And Mila the other, Kunis. And the other Leave Schreiber is Oscar winner Natalie Portman. Oh, really? Yes. I I did not know that at all. <laughs> so, okay. So, so Natalie Portman is with... I'm going to... So, Justin Timberlake is correct? Correct, yes. Are they the two that are together then? Which one? Natalie Portman and Justin Timberlake? Or is it the opposite? It is the opposite. Oh my god, okay. It is Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake, and then Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. Alright, okay. And uh, beyond that, I don't remember Jack about these movies. (laughs) Like, the ultimate thing is just who you find more a palatable couple, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, like, they're both three-word titles about the exact same thing. They just want to have a, a relationship that's just physical, from my understanding from the trailers. But that's really all I know. They like I think they want to be friends. They they like each other. They might some, already be friends. Yeah. Yeah, and they just they just want to have a low stress 
relationship where it's just about sex. That's like what the title under that's what the title seems to lead me to believe. That's what the trailers led me to believe, and I would just assume that they fall in love because that seems to be the basic plot structure of every romantic comedy is they don't want to be in love, then they fall in love. And they and don't want to fall in love, but they do anyway. Yeah, and then something happens that breaks them up. There's an external force that, you know, makes them really think about not wanting to, you know, do the beast with two backs anymore, but they keep on doing it anyway. And then they come back together at some point because they realize they're meant to be together. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, so that is most likely what happens in both of these two movies. But that's really all I got. I don't have anything beyond that. I know, this is a rare one as yeah this doesn't have a lot to go on especially since i said i actually had seen these movies but they're so memorable clearly that uh i just you know tuned most of it out (laughs) i guess that's that uh that speaks to uh, my fondness for the genre i guess well i hope that there is a difference i hope one of them they don't stay together and the other one they do and that's The only difference. I know. It's such a mystery, though. At this point, they could both not stay together. Or they could both stay together. Well, that's way way more predictable. We don't want that. (laughs) Well, anyhow, without any further ado, we're going to check these two films out, and we'll get back to you about what the hell is going on. It's like, I'm guessing there's benefits and no strings, or there's strings and no benefits. One of those, but uh, we'll find out uh, in a little bit. I miss sex. I miss sex too. Right, I mean, sometimes you just need it. Why does it always gotta come with complications? And emotion. It's a physical act, like playing tennis. Let's play tennis. I need someone who's gonna be in my bed at 2 a.m. who I don't have to eat breakfast with. I hate breakfast. I'm done with the relationship thing. I'm emotionally unavailable. I'm emotionally damaged. No emotions, just sex. Really sex. I don't know. Are we getting told for this? Sex? Casual sex. You feel so collegey. Did you have sex with Emma? No. So my daughter is just your slam piece? No, no. I'm a slam. He's just kidding. Slam away. Maybe we should establish ground rules. No lying, jealousy. Don't list me as your emergency contact. It's just sex. That never works. Nah, you don't get it, bro. Jamie's different. She's no different. What do you know about women? You're gay. But the offers still keep rolling in, naturally. Look at me. I think I'm falling for her. That's a horrible idea. You're living every guy's dream right now. Why would you mess that up? I think I messed it up. It seems you're really into this guy. Do you want some motherly love advice? Mom! Why can't we just have sex? To stop buying into this Hollywood cliche of true love. Shut up, Katherine Heigl, you stupid liar! That is a terrible self-destructive plan, and we're behind you 100%. So, for some of us, a little bit means a couple of days or a couple of hours. In this case, a few months. Yeah, so, I mean, we are here, we are back. It's been a little bit, but... A little longer than 4.5 hours. hours. (laughs) But nonetheless, we are here to discuss... Two films. What films were those again, Max? That was Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached, both comedies of the coital variety. Coming out in 2011. One in January, one in May. And uh, that you know, might be primed as a Valentine's Day episode. We will make do for Lover's Day instead. Which is uh, what day again, Max? Uh, April 23rd. Which April will be about 23rd. around when this episode comes out. Woo! So celebrate Lover's Day on April 23rd, all you quarantined friends of ours. Coming right out of it, uh, what do you think of these movies? I overall liked them. Yeah, they weren't bad. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely not bad. Um, for me, 
I really enjoyed one of them significantly more than the other. Same. And uh, I enjoyed one a little bit more as well. I thought it was a little bit uh, more put together than the other. But overall, eh, there were two, uh, two sex romps. So I think we got exactly what we paid for, so to speak. Yeah, I think, I think they both did some, some fun things. But one of them overall, uh, Friends with Benefits, is just a lot more comedic. For me, that one had me laughing a lot more than No Strings Attached did. And that, that, that kind of surprised me a little bit, but not too much, I guess, because I've seen Mila Kunis in, other romant- well, in one other romantic comedy, and she was great in that. Uh, what was that? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And Which is every- fun, because Jason Siegel was also in this movie, kind of. Oh, yeah, he's briefly in it, you know, as a, as <laughs> the a nice cameo. The movie. Yeah, that was... That was pretty fun. And I think what also really worked is just in that one, Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake just have really great chemistry right off the bat. I, I believe them that they're having a great time in New York together. And then subsequently in L.A., it's kind of a L.A. versus New York type of movie, I suppose. Uh, and then uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Natalie Portman both have decent chemistry, but not quite on the same level. Yeah, it's like there's... um. I guess part of it is their characters are written very differently. They're not written to have this kind of um, burning chemistry. It's more of like a, a slow burn for them that they really grow to, to love each other um, instead of just like right out of the bat. They're just immediately on fire, uh, which, you know, definitely plays out throughout the film. But they also just like they're going through a little bit more of a tough time in their life than the other characters so or then uh, then in friends with benefits so i think that really plays into it as well especially uh ashton kutcher's character like that is a messed up situation it's always interesting with those two movies because it's very internal versus external where most of the problems with the relationships in friends with benefits come from without whereas it's all about the within for no strings attached yeah that's that's actually very true is that in no strings attached um it's the characters who are trying to figure themselves out much more so than in friends with benefits they kind of know who they are they just trying to figure out how they want to to be in the world well i guess not quite entirely like justin timberlake's character does have a a change of heart throughout the movie but uh, mila kunis is a lot more um, on a certain trajectory, whereas Justin has more of a, the character arc in the film. Yeah, and then almost the entirely... Well, I guess, no, No Strings Attached, they have kind of an arc with both of the characters. Yeah, I would say so. Like, Natalie Portman is definitely trying to open up more, um, and Ashton Kutcher is kind of just trying to come into his own. But once again, he changes a lot less than she does. And uh, I think that's just how a lot of relationships have to go in general, so they're going to happen in movies, is that one person is a little more sure of who they are and the other person is trying to decide if they want to change to fit into that person's life or if they're going to just go in separate directions. And um, it's always kind of a comfort with these types of movies as well as they, well, these movies in particular, they lean into the tropes of the romantic comedy genre almost in a meta fashion for some of, for some parts of it. Oh yeah. Friends with Benefits really leans into that quite a bit. They have a lot of parody elements. They even have a romantic comedy within the movie that really hits all of those tropes so hard that when it comes up in the actual movie, it, it doesn't feel quite as a, as a sincere or genuine or even 
on the opposite end, it doesn't come across as too cliche because they've somewhat already addressed it. I know they've, they've made it so saccharine in the movie within the movie that anything that actually happens in the real movie doesn't seem as bad by comparison. Unlike sometimes in films where they will bring attention to it and then do it anyways and like use that as kind of like a, a way to gloss over it. It's like, oh, we addressed it, so I don't need to fix this particular problem. Uh, instead, they lean into it a lot more. So it's a bit of a parody and then a bit of like a love for it. It's kind of more of an homage in some ways. Like they show you how badly it can be done and then they do it really well. It's like, see what we could have done? You should be thanking us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is so much better by comparison. <laughs> and it, the, there's always there's a fun little bit of infighting between, I guess, Los Angeles and New York in Friends with Benefits, where it's strictly L.A. in No Strings Attached. So yeah, L.A. I, definitely gets a lot of uh, uh, FaceTime for this. Yeah, I totally forgot that like No Strings Attached takes place in L.A. because it really could take place almost anywhere. Whereas New York and L.A. are both very specifically called out in the script for friends with benefits or is it no strings attached it it could pretty much be anywhere no wait a minute it can't be anywhere else because kevin klein's whole character is that he's a tv actor or t- yeah tv actor and ashton kutcher writes for television so it's like i guess it could take place in another city but it would make a lot less sense somehow Right now, I just completely glossed over that whole story. Well, I mean, to be honest, it was one of the more forgettable elements of the film. The side things are either really hit or really miss in these movies. Yeah, and I think for me, like, all the side characters in Friends with Benefits just feel a lot more fleshed out, a lot more interesting, and they really have more of an impact on the actual story, with the exception of uh, Kevin Klein in No Strings Attached. like. Nobody really affects the story too much. Like they don't really bring that much to the uh, to the characters' arcs. Like we could learn pretty much all of that with without too much backstory in anyone. So those additional characters kind of feel underutilized quite a bit. With, once again, with the exception of Kevin Klein, whose character arc is pretty crazy. It kind of kind of seems real rough. Well, I mean, to be honest, the dad uh, subplot in Friends with Benefits is also kind of rough as well, which kind of leads me into the similarity portion, as there's an extreme amount of similarities between these two movies, almost to a comical degree. Yeah, I almost want to just list them off. Oh yeah, you probably should here. But I just want to say before you go into that, we we pretty much nailed it in the first part of this episode where we were just guessing like they like you said really stick to a lot of the tropes of a rom-com so much so that we predicted it exactly and unfortunately you know spoiler alert as you already know from listening to our previous episodes um they do get together what darn it they didn't separate we didn't have any kind of change in that department which is both disappointing and completely expected how did i not know this having watched both of the movies (laughs) Oh, because they were so memorable. Um, But you, sir, hit us with the list. Okay, so going into the dads just by themselves, um, dads with some kind of defect to them, be it mental or otherwise, you got a douchebag Kevin Klein actor dad in No Strings Attached, where you have an Alzheimer's dad in Friends with Benefits, played by Richard Jenkins, who is just 
aces in my book. I love him and everything, basically. We also have celebrity friends from both of the main characters in each one. Uh, Ashton Kutcher being a uh, PA slash writer and a high school musical type show, so he knows everybody. And uh, Neil Kunis knows Sean White, apparently. It's an unexpected cameo, and it works well enough, but it's just like, it's pretty forced. So it, like, it works well enough for me because it's fun that he's in the movie but you give an you give me like an actual actor and maybe those scenes don't play quite as uh awkward we also have issues between a sister uh natalie portman's sister in this one uh with olivia thoroughby and uh in friends with benefits it's justin timberlake's sister played by jenna elfman uh we also have dance numbers and period jokes and, uh, you know, all kinds of weird stuff that just connects these movies. In fact, the connections between the movies go beyond just what's in the movies as well. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Like, obviously, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are married in real life. Um, Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman are good friends. And then also were together in Black Swan. Boy, howdy, were they. <laughs> and then uh, Justin Timberlake is, you know, it seems like friends with all of them from what I could read, but also in his time with No Sync, No Sync, Jesus, his time with InSync, they had an album released called No Strings Attached. It just cracked me up when I realized that too. I was like, oh, that's pretty great. Also, didn't you say that Friends with Benefits was like one of the working titles for No Strings Attached? At one point in time, it was because um, No Strings Attached was technically the first one in development. In fact, it was on the blacklist in 2008. Elizabeth uh, Merriweather, uh, whom a lot of people probably know from New Girl, which is always funny considering some of the stars of No Strings Attached, uh, wrote it, got on the blacklist, and it was made later under the title of Fuck Buddies, which obviously isn't going to really fly with the MPA. Yeah, and they use that, uh, they use the term Fuck Buddies in the movie as well, which is a pretty solid call out. Well, actually, I think they both say Friends with Benefits and Fuck Buddies in that moment. They were covering all their bases while they were covering their bases. Exactly. <laughs> um, so speaking of similarities, they're both rated R. For me, one of the movies actually leans into that. Not as far as you would imagine when I say leans into it, but I think Friends with Benefits like went further down that road, and it really helps bring out a lot of the, the more comedic and more real moments in the movie. It's true. I mean, they definitely swear a lot more, whereas No Strings Attached, for all intents and purposes, it could have been PG-13. Like, yeah. there's no actual sex, there's no nudity in it, where there's at least one set of breasts in uh, Friends with Benefits. Um, and yeah, the language isn't outrageous. Yeah, they definitely curse a lot in uh, Friends with Benefits, but it's not even the cursing. It's more like there's some, um, it's kind of the content as well. They have a lot more graphic discussions of sex, especially when they're like having sex the first time. They're just talking about all the details. And then when they're both uh, going down on each other, those moments are pretty fantastic. And they don't, they wouldn't work well if it wasn't rated R. Like it needed to go R for those scenes to work. And then those scenes are actually some of my favorite moments in the movie. And so it's like, it just wouldn't have been in the movie if it was rated PG-13. Whereas there isn't really a scene like that at all in No Strings Detached. I think the closest thing you get is some of what, what uh, his side characters are talking about, like um, Ludacris and I can't remember his other friend, 
They're just uh, Jake Johnson. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Well, obviously, Ludacris isn't his name in the movie, unless it is. In which case, that would be amazing. But I'm Luna. pretty sure that <laughs> pretty sure that's not what his name is in the movie. It's just um, those characters. Also, like they just come off as as very one note and very very wrong, very misogynistic in some of the language and some of the things they say in the beginning of the movie towards the end they're not quite that character but in the beginning it's more like a an 80s sex comedy where they're not they're not really being god i don't even know how to phrase this but they're 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 basically just being pieces of shit (laughs) and they're 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 filling out those traditional sidekick roles and the one thing that uh, they actually do well in No Strings Attached is Jake Johnson's character falls in love with Greta Gerwig, who is the best friend of Natalie Portman. It's like that's a nice little arc for him compared to the main characters and uh, growth on his part compared to pretty much anyone else in that movie. But we don't even really see it. Like it happens in the background kind of as like a contrast to our main two leads, but we don't really see a whole lot of their relationship. We kind of just see surface level stuff and see that it's going well, but we don't see why it's going well other than the fact that it is going well. It's probably for the best too, because had we seen more of it, we probably would have found it a little more interesting than the main relationship. Very possible. I think one real highlight for me in No Strings Attached um is actually lake bell i 100 agree she's hilarious in her small role it's she is fun she is attractive and she is awkward her awkwardness in in uh her scene with ashton kutcher specifically at his apartment is impressive and it's it's just so real like that kind of a moment could either go incredibly well or it goes exactly like it goes in this movie it's just either everything's working out or everything is going horribly wrong and i think america will agree with me she should have won i wanted lake bell to win the movie like she should go away maybe not necessarily with ashton kutcher but she should just get everything i know she ends up with his dad which is uh yeah i think she she's done dirty the whole movie and i don't I don't particularly enjoy that aspect. Yeah, the gag of her being with his dad is just... I mean, isn't that like a post-credits scene, kind it's of? It's like too? during the credits. Yeah, during the credits. So it's like, it's just unnecessary. It didn't need to be there because it doesn't benefit his character. And he had some kind of a change of heart, supposedly. We didn't really see it. But like, we are led to believe that he might be a slightly better person. And then he isn't in any way a better person. And she definitely deserves more than that. I didn't like their uh I didn't really like their workplace relationship situation exactly anyhow because that can always be weird but that is you know that is what it is. I just didn't like that but I liked her a lot. I mean it already started off with problems cuz he's a PA and assuming he got his job because his dad is famous. Well like that definitely helps. And then he I I respect the fact that he's trying to make it on his own dime so to speak but uh yeah it's like it it's a problem in the industry so <laughs> I didn't shine to that immediately. Yeah, there's a specific, what is it? What is the term for that when it's like... Nepotism. Nepotism, yeah. Which made me laugh because I realized that Ivan Reitman directed No Strings Attached, which then just made me start thinking about Jason Reitman and thinking about, did did Ivan Reitman ever date one of Jason Reitman's girlfriends? And like, did Uh. that happen? And did Jason Reitman just be like, I need to make this on my own? I have somebody I can ask about that, but I'm not going to, I don't know if I want the answer. (laughs) Like, I can only imagine that it happened. 
And then, you know, that makes me lose a little bit of respect for Ivan Reitman. Uh, there's but that. I mean, I mean, he did make Ghostbusters. He did make Ghostbusters. He also made one of my favorite movies of all time, Dave, which I find better than almost everything. I don't think I've seen Dave. Is that where Kevin Klein ends up as like president? Correct. Ah, so I know about the movie, but I don't know the movie. Kind of par for the course with me on a lot of these. Whereas Will Gluck directed uh, Friends with Benefits, and he's a relative unknown comparatively. Right before this, he did Easy A, which made Emma Stone a star. And so Emma was, Stone uh, has a, a brief moment in, in uh, Friends with Benefits as well. As does uh, Andy Samberg playing exes of the respective characters. Which I enjoyed that moment a lot. Like for me, what I thought was going to happen, the way the beginning was playing, is I assumed we started kind of at like the, the second act to third act break. I thought that's where we were in the beginning of the movie. I thought we were at the point where they break up and then they end up getting back together, and we're going to like flash back into their past to see how the relationship happened. But instead, it was the end of their previous relationships. And that moment just really made me happy. I was really hoping for not dealing with flashbacks, so I'm very glad that we didn't get any flashbacks. Well, that it was, it was clever and a little meta as well, because it's playing with your expectations in the movie. So it for sets sure. the right tone. Yeah, and then also... Speaking of, we end up getting flashbacks in No Strings Attached. Not having flashbacks in Friends with Benefits made me very happy. And then the moment flashbacks happened at the very beginning of No Strings Attached, I was just like, <sighs> well, Yeah, I mean, they're trying to set them up as distant friends starting at camp, which felt like very crazy ex-girlfriends and meeting at a party in college and then re-meeting later. It, like, tries to establish a deep relationship, which was pretty much unnecessary because they meet randomly years later in LA and they start off this whole thing. For sure. We didn't really need that, but at the same time, it, it does provide a little bit of context. I think we could have done without all of the flashbacks or like maybe just had one that was longer or anything. Like they could have just referenced it in, in, a, in a different way. I just, you know, sometimes that's how it is, right? It's like someone you've known forever is the person that you end up with. It's just a matter of circumstance, and they eventually connect it. Yeah, I and mean, that's the, one of the main differences in this story as the uh, main love story in No Strings Attached is about people who know each other forever, they have sex randomly, and they decide to enter in that type of relationship. It's never just a sex-only thing because they know they're going to see each other again no matter what, whereas... Friends with benefits, they meet and become friends and then start doing that. They weren't already friends beforehand. True. I mean, they're, they're friends for a little bit before they make this decision that they're just going to have sex. Like there's a montage sequence of them hanging out, but it's still not particularly long. Whereas in No Strings Attached, they have sex before they make the decision to be just uh, a No Strings Attached friends with benefits type of relationship. Like in friends with benefits they actually discuss that before they ever have sex like that discussion happens beforehand and i think that's the far more logical approach whereas i kind of just view the no strings attached situation as just an open relationship or they're attempting to keep it open and it just stays closed the whole time because while they're over the course of the whole movie they don't actually sleep with anyone else whereas friends with benefits uh, Bill Kunis does sleep with other people. So does Justin Timberlake. Well, we never see Justin Timberlake do that exactly, but he probably does. We're led to believe that he does. Uh, but regardless, well, I mean, we, 
absolutely do, though, because there's that one girl who's licking him, right? Yeah, but we never see them or are led to believe that either of them spent the night. True. Because he probably shouldn't have slept with her because she seemed insane. Yeah. Oh, she was insane, and they went to great lengths to uh, to do that because I think what her she sticks her face in his armpit or something like that, something kooky. Yeah, and I think like that's like completely unnecessary. It's just like, uh, I guess they're making it so obvious that like he shouldn't be with this person. So that's kind of what that whole situation was meant for. But at the same time, that's that's it works for the movie, but that's usually not reality. It's usually not someone that completely off the wall. It's more like another option, another person that you could be with. And then you have to have a hard choice. Whereas in this situation, it was a very easy choice for both of them to be like, no, this person that I was with is not a good match for me. It's not even close. Although you want to talk about just out of left field. Why is Carrie Elwes in this move in uh, No Strings Attached? Because he is just supposed to be like this temptation item for Natalie Portman, a doctor she could be into. And it goes absolutely nowhere after three minutes. Yeah, and it cracked me up, too, when I eventually realized who it was, because I didn't recognize him at all right away, and then it clicked. I'm like, oh, shit, he is in this movie, and his role is tiny. Like, did he do it as a favor? Did he think it would be fun to be a small role and not have any significant play in it? Or you had a really great idea of what it could have been. Yeah, I thought it was actually going to be an extension of the Saw universe, which would have made this movie extremely more interesting. Yeah, that would be so nuts to have Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher in the Saw universe. Like they actually, he actually takes Natalie Portman on a date and they end up in this warehouse and it's like, hey, you want to play a game? That would be, that, that's the sequel. We should write that sequel. See if we can get that one on the blacklist. And that one is uh, all strings attached. oh my god that was just a completely unexpected puppet joke i didn't expect us to make in this episode i didn't even oh it's a puppet joke i was just trying to like make fun of the title it's like oh he ties things up in those movies (laughs) it's jigsaw it's It's a a puppet puppet. god (laughs) you're brilliant and you didn't even know it oh story of my life so speaking of stories that's, that's all I was going to say. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> Natalie Portman, very different in this movie than what we had expected, as she had just come up off a Oscar win for Black Swan. So this is, like, as far left as you can go in that thing. Uh, and I actually think it helped the box office of this movie, uh, as, at least in America, uh, No Strings Attached outgrossed Friends with Benefits, which is crazy, considering No Strings Attached opened up in January, and... Uh, Friends with Benefits opened in May, which is like the prime money-making spot. I guess definitely the there's a lot of factors, her being in it. Also, I guess you, there has to be something that, to be said about being the first one released. First one released, first one to start being made as well. I think they started filming in May 2010 for No Strings Attached. And I want to say it's uh, July 2010 for Friends with Benefits. So Friends with Benefits is definitely the one following on the coattails, even though they kind of got the uh, better deal out of everything. But uh, domestically, No Strings Attached makes 70 plus million, uh, 78 international for about 149 uh, worldwide on a $25 million budget. Whereas Friends with Benefits, $55 million in the U.S., $93 $93 million internationally for the exact same total 
just above $149 million on a $35 million budget. That's pretty insane. Did you say the budget was the same at $35? Uh, $10, $10 million more for Friends with Benefits. Oh, okay. So no strings attached to the $25 million budget. Correct. Crazy. Both pretty low budget films. I guess when you look into where they were shot, that's probably the big difference maker. Also, I would guess the music. There's a lot of like contemporary and good classic 90s music used throughout Friends with Benefits. But I, but I figure like this, the locations that probably cost the most, even just using the Hollywood sign has, has a, I don't remember the expense exactly, but just having a shot of the Hollywood sign in a movie costs you some money. I actually have that figure available. Let me pull that up. Uh, A lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think shooting in both New York and Los Angeles definitely uh, had a factor in how much the movies cost to be made. So they both made pretty much the same amount of money uh, with, I guess, No Strings Attached being a little more successful because it costs less to make. But critically, Friends with Benefits comes away with the big W as uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it critically at 68%, uh, about 65 with the audience, uh, 63 out of 100 for Metacritic, whereas No Strings Attached definitely got the shaft as far as uh, critically is concerned. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, they have it at 49%, audience 51, and Metacritic is 50 out of 100, so... Yeah, despite making a little bit more money, uh, it is definitely the more reviled of the two. Which, which I guess makes sense once again. It's like, which one's more fun? You know, just like the Deep Impact Armageddon episode last time, that's the big difference maker. Like for me, Friends with Benefits is way more fun. Like I enjoyed it a lot more. There's more jokes, or at least better jokes, in my opinion. Whereas No Strings Attached, it's kind of just a lot more depressing. Like Ashton Kutcher's dealing with a lot emotionally and he just, the relationship isn't working out the way that they want it to. Whereas in Friends with Benefits, it's more just one moment that they have to overcome. You have Justin Timberlake, I don't remember any of these character names. Do you remember any of the character names? I'm, I'm not going to bother with the names. It's just the, the characters at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but Justin Timberlake just basically has to apologize for him not realizing sooner that he's in love with her and not avoiding it that's the only complication yeah his sister called him on it and he panicked and she just happened to hear it at that point obviously they end up loving each other although i actually kept track of when it happened oh that's uh, good friends with benefits hour and seven minutes is when they realize they both love each other nice whereas roughly hour 17 minutes uh in no strings attached when they realize they both love each other yeah, and for me, like I think, is No Strings Attached like significantly longer than Friends with Benefits, or do no, they just both feel that way? Minutes. They're both what? Roughly ninety minutes. Baloney. No Strings Attached felt so much longer than Friends with Benefits. I'm gonna say uh, like an hour, thirty-five minutes, something like that. I don't know. Like they're Jeez. both under. They're both under a hundred. I'm pretty sure. I am gonna have to fact check you on this. Hold on a moment. Damn. Oh, you're right. What's your What's your runtime? All right. Uh, no Strings Attached is an hour and 48 minutes, so 108 minutes. According to Google, Friends with Benefits is an hour and 49 minutes. Hmm. I'm going so to they're check within a, a minute of each other as far as runtime is yeah. concerned? I'm going to check a second source just to be safe. <laughs> but I feel like it says something that No Strings Attached feels longer. They, yep, it's 149 minutes. So the <laughs> movie that's actually longer is the one I thought was at least 15 minutes shorter. That's crazy. 
Wait, did you say 149 minutes? Yeah. That's Wait, like, that's over no, three no, hours. my bad. <laughs> a hundred, an, an, hour, an hour and 49 minutes. You're correct. <laughs> my bad. 149-minute rom-com would just be, I guess that's Titanic almost? Yeah, I guess, but you got at least, uh, you know, Billy Zane and a sinking boat in that one. I mean, Titanic, I've argued this before, is definitely not a rom-com. There's just, like, a rom-com in there. Like, oh, you could yeah. probably well, cut it's, out... It's not a, there's nothing calm about it. No, it's exactly. But you could probably, like, you know, cut a rom-com out of it. You know, it's a long enough movie that you might be able to cut down that story to make it into a romantic comedy. This is true. But critically, Friends with Benefits comes out ahead, and I have to mention for a moment why I think that is, and it's... 100% Woody Harrelson as Justin, um, Justin Timberlake's best friend. Uh, I should say gay best friend. It plays up that trope uh, as far as <laughs> these rom-coms are concerned. But he is so good in the movie. Uh, <laughs> throwing out phrases like, he's, he's, uh, he's gay, he's strictly dickly. <laughs> yeah, he's a very fun character in the movie. And I just, I really enjoyed him in it i also especially just liked the element of him having a boat like that was just such a dumb wonderful character addition for me they could have never had the boat come back but then to also have the boat come back later on and actually help the story move along that made me smile and i think that's an example of better writing too because you set up a great one-off gag like that and it comes back later exactly like there's just there's a lot of little elements like that i think one of the best ones is obviously the use of the song closing time by semi-sonic right yes it's by semi-sonic god damn it not third eye blind i the moment the moment that that happened in the movie, I got so mad. I'm like, I have known this song for the last 25 years of my life. I know this and like, I know the almost all the lyrics to the song because I'm terrible with lyrics. But the moment it starts playing, I'm like, I know this song. I know who it's by. I know a little bit more than I need to about them. But I also love Third Eye Blind. So it was just like this joke that like hit me on so many levels. I'm like, no, it's, it's not. But I love them. Which is weird because I don't—I didn't remember it as much. But it, it's, it's strange because most of the songs that get stuck in your head also get stuck in my head. It's a weird twin thing. Exactly. So I'm surprised that it's not as important to you as it is to me. But, you know, there are subtle differences between us. Also, that wasn't even the song that I was referring to. But it is a great moment in the movie. The song that I was referring to, which now that I'm thinking about it, Closing Time is a way better, like, callback. It's a way better moment. But nonetheless... I was talking about Hey Soul Sister because that's the end credits song in the rom-com that they're listening to. And they're like, man, that's just a cheesy song. It just kind of like is generically in the tone, but it has nothing specific to say. And then that's also the end credits song for Friends with Benefits. It really rubs it in, but it's a, it's a cheeky, you know, winky kind of way, which is fun. Like it is like the fact that they came back and they had that same song playing at the end. I was just like, thank you. Like, I really appreciate this joke so much more now because you followed through on it. You could have called him out and just left it at that. But then you're like, I actually do like this song to be the end song to this movie. It's always kind of funny with as far as movie history goes, Tale as Old as Time, the movie that starts first and gets out first 
is also the one that is uh, less loved, which I think is definitely the case, especially since 2011 was the year of friends with benefits uh, relationships is not only were there these two movies, there was also a series on NBC called friends with benefits that is unrelated. They came out in the fall, although it was canceled after a couple episodes. Really? I guess I didn't know that, but I mean, I probably played in to any marketing. They, I also assume that people might've just thought that it was the same or since it didn't have the same cast, they were just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. There was a kind of a three-way battle for the title friends with benefits. And it um, turned out that uh, the movie friends with benefits wasn't really going to have a conflict and no strings attached kind of, you know, gave it up and went with no strings attached. But with all that said, which one did it better? Which one was the best one? I feel like we're on the same wavelength here that we liked Friends with Benefits better. Yes, we definitely did. I, I mean, we're in sync on a lot of things here. I'm actually looking yeah, I, forward to the, <laughs> the time when we're not in sync. We're back straight. <laughs> That'd be great. But uh, for this one, yeah, we're entirely in the clear as far as that is concerned. In every aspect, Friends with Benefits is the winner. Yeah. Even down to total box office has just a few more thousand dollars. Well, that's good. I'm glad that people are agreeing with us. But even with the common elements too, Friends with Benefits almost outdoes No Strings Attached in everything. Best friend, Woody Harrelson. Better than Ludacris and Jake Johnson. More attractive leading couple. I think that also owes a lot to the fact that Justin Timberlake is fit in this movie. Like he is in fantastic shape. This is very true. Like Ashton Kutcher is a very handsome man. He hasn't had to try very hard to be super handsome. So like, he's just got that going for him. But for some reason, you know, maybe it's the fact that Justin Timberlake dances for a living as well, but he's just, he just looks great. As far as production's concerned, the one thing that I think No Strings Attached has over uh, Friends with Benefits is just the cast. It is stacked. I mean, besides Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher, you have Kevin Klein, Mindy Kaling, Greta Gerwig, Carrie Elways. They're all in there. And although, our favorite most, from the movie, Lake Bell. Yes, and Lake Bell, although, again, they're almost all underused. Whereas True. everyone in Friends with Benefits has a good arc. Like uh, Patricia Clarkson as Mila Kunis's mom is great, is this hippie mom. <laughs> Yeah, she's excellent in it. And then Jenna Elfman as his sister is also just, she's great. And that role works so well. They also made a Dharma and Greg joke, which really did make my day. Because I used to watch and really love Dharma and Greg. So the fact that that happened made me smile. But yeah, it's like, I think it just outclassed it in almost every way. And uh, yeah, like uh, Friends with Benefits is the one I would recommend to anyone who wants a, you know, a sex romp friend benefit type deal movie. Yeah. If you're going to pick one of these uh, fuck buddies movies, I would suggest friends with benefits. Yes. These uh, emotionally entangled with their dangled movies. Yeah. Like that's one really big thing about both of these movies is just the fact that the title is super misleading because it's what they quote unquote want to accomplish, but it's not, what either of them actually wants to accomplish. So they both end up accomplishing their goals. Like they both actually want a relationship and they actually want to be with somebody, 
And so then they end up with somebody. It just happens to be somebody that they were trying to just be friends with. And I was reading Roger Ebert's review of this, and under both of these, he kind of brought up the idea that the main assumption behind these movies is that men and women cannot be friends without having sex with each other. And obviously that's not true. Yeah, it's it's definitely not true. Like, it's most famously said by uh, Billy Crystal in... When Harry Met Sally? In When Harry Met Sally, that men and women just can't be friends unless one of them is married. I don't remember the whole speech by heart, but I do, I do happen to love that movie. And yeah, Roger Ebert was right. It's just not an accurate assessment of reality. But the way that Friends with Benefits went about it was the more believable option and is thus the winner for this matchup. Woo! Also, I really do feel that um, No Strings Attached, if it wouldn't have worked out, would have been by far the more tragic movie, right? Because it's just like he, Ashton Kutcher, was 100% wanting it to be more from the very onset. Even in Friends with Benefits, even if they wanted it to be more, at least they pretended that they didn't. Yeah. Well, Ashton Kutcher doesn't even change during the movie for the most part. He knows what he wants and he's kind of just denied that. True. He's just like accepting it because this is good enough. And that is a very dangerous place to be. To be friends with benefits with somebody when you actually want more is a truly terrible idea. And I'm sad. Especially when both parties don't exactly agree to that. Exactly. Like, like it's, it would be an interesting thing to explore and neither of these movies wanted to go into that territory. So there's definitely roads they could have taken. There's roads they definitely took that a lot of other movies have covered before, so they're not exactly new. But uh, overall, yeah, worth some time. If you got some uh, evenings to kill and you want to watch some, uh, some pretty people uh, touch each other and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it. Um, but if you were in the mood for a rom-com, I would definitely recommend Friends with Benefits. And with that, we come to the end of another fantastic episode of Twinema Cinema. As always, he was Joey. He is Max. And we thank you for listening. Uh, and, uh, you know, tune in next time. Hopefully it won't take uh, several months. It'll just be a little bit. But hang in there, everybody. Stay safe. Wash your damn hands. For this week's films, No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits, we were able to find them streaming online. Friends with Benefits was found on Stars, and No Strings Attached was found on Amazon Prime. And Hulu, or wherever digital movies can be rented. Or, of course, you can just buy them physically, which is all around a better deal anyway. Exactly. You never know when they're going to go away, so it's always good to have a copy of your own, especially if it's a film you love. It's not worth losing forever. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Twinema Cinema. Please like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcatching devices. Also, we want to hear what you think. What other dueling movies should we look into? And what did you think of this week's episode? Let us know, and be sure to come back next time, where we'll be... Watching two movies that are for the dogs. And thanks for stopping by. I know that you physically can't take us out for a cup of coffee, but you could always buy us one. And through coffee.com, that is ko-fi.com slash Cinema, you can do just that. Uh, you can donate just a few dollars 
to keep the lights on for the podcast. And you can write reviews at the same time. Let us know that you enjoy the podcast and uh, we'd be forever appreciated. So if you feel like tossing us a couple shekels, that's coffee.com slash Cinema K-O-F-I. It's all about those cappuccinos. Max, go for something more expensive. Uh, I need that vanilla soybean latte with almonds milk, and I gotta have a vente. And mine will be a frappuccino with extra shots. That's to go. watching two movies that are just begging for a deep dive. We'll be watching two movies trying to figure out who's really man's best friend. Trying to figure out who the real cop dog is. Where we'll be watching the best movie that stands on its own four legs. Where we'll be watching two movies that are absolutely drool-worthy. I don't know. <laughs> watching at least one four-legged movie that you'll be hankering for. Seeing who gets the Scooby Snacks.